Potential podcast listeners, it's me, Taylor, and joined by my co-host and partner in crime, Chris. And we got a little special bonus episode for you, as we are very excited to be announcing the nominations for the Golden Globes. We're very excited about this, and we wanted to talk about this, of what we are thinking about these nominations and our predictions and uh, some of our highlights of these shows that we have been had the pleasure of watching. Yes, uh, definitely was a good year for TV, especially during the pandemic. A lot of people turn into series, uh, you know, plenty of great TV going on. And we're definitely in this huge renaissance where TV is just as cinematic and if not uh, better storytelling than what we're seeing on screen. Uh, but we also did get quite a good list of movies uh, for 2020, even though it was a shorter year in terms of releases because of the pandemic. Uh, but we also got some great ones near the end of 2020, and the period uh, went a little further into the beginning of 2021. So we're going to go down here and uh, just kind of talk about the nominees. Uh, we're going to start with the television category. So starting off here, we have Best Actress in a TV Series Comedy. We have Lily Collins, Emily in Paris, Kaylee Cuoco, The Flight Attendant, Elle Fanning, The Great, Jane Levy, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, and Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek. Um Definitely proud to see Kaylee up on that list. Uh, we talked about Flight Attendant just last couple days ago, and uh, she was great in that. But of this list of what I've seen, I will not be surprised if Catherine O'Hara uh, takes that award home with her uh, brilliant final performance as Moira Rose in Schitt's Creek. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, Schitt's Creek already so many accolades to to it, and I think you know well deserved uh, for over six seasons. So, you know, it's, it may be a runaway with Catherine Hare on this one. Uh, definitely, I agree with that one. And moving into our next one with Best Actor in a TV Series Comedy, we've got Don Cheadle, Black Monday, Nicholas Holt, The Great, Eugene Levy, Schitt's Creek, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, and Rami Youssef in Rami. Now, this is, a, this is a challenge. I've had the pleasure of seeing a couple of these now, and some of them I still have on my list. Uh, we both most recently wa- watched Ted Lasso, which Jason Sudeikis, uh, you know, well well casted for this. This was definitely a, a fun role, and I'm looking forward to seeing him more on this. He's a great character actor in that show. He definitely is the, the driving force. Uh, it's not like the best laugh-out-loud comedy, but his character is so endearing and just so... Uh, charming that I'm I'm glad to see him up on this list. I've wanted to watch Rami. I've heard great things about that show, yeah, so it's definitely yeah. on my list. But yeah, another tight uh, tight list here, and honestly, I would not be surprised once again if we see Eugene Levy win that Golden Globe. But uh, I got to check out a few. That I've also heard, I've heard Black Monday is pretty good as well. Well, Don Cheadle, just fantastic, phenomenal. Uh, well, moving here to best TV series comedy. Uh, we just kind of listed a bunch of these, but Emily in Paris, The Flight Attendant, The Great, Schitt's Creek, and Ted Lasso. So kind of great to see that quite a few of these streaming sites are getting love right now. Uh, Emily in Paris, uh, Netflix, Schitt's Creek was, you know, it's a pop original show that's currently on Netflix, Ted Lasso, Apple TV+, Plus, Flight Attendant, HBO Max. So we're getting, you know, we're not really seeing a continuation of 
uh, shows like are just like on NBC and ABC. We're seeing a huge love for streaming original series. Well, and a lot of that's changing, obviously, because we've got Peacock and then uh, Paramount Plus is taking over C uh, CBS All Access. So, yeah, it's in Disney Plus. So more and more the window is shrinking of live uh, TV, not live, but, uh, you know, regular broadcasting. So it's going to be very this is kind of the big turning point uh, for streaming shows this year. And then going into now our actress categories, best actress in a TV series, we're going to drama, drama, uh, Mr. G. Uh, we've got Olivia Coleman, The Crown, Jodie Comer, Killing Eve, Emma Corrin, The Crown, Laura Lenny, Ozark, and Sarah Paulson, Ratchet. Now, of this list, you actually, Chris, um, have kind of beat me to the punch in seeing a lot of these shows already, which I'm kind of a little behind here. Uh, but with Ozark, Laura Lenny, this is definitely one of her best performances I've seen her over the years, and especially this this most recent season, it definitely kicked it up a notch, especially for her character, and she got a lot to work with this last season. But, I mean, The Crown, some great performances there. You, you, you've you actually had the pleasure of yeah, catching I have up not the seen I haven't seen Emma's work because I have not gotten into season four yet, but I've seen a little bit of Olivia so far. Uh, I, I just got a few episodes into season three a few weeks ago. I've fallen behind on The Crown. I've gone it in other shows. Uh, I just finished, actually, season one of Killing Eve last night. Uh, Jodie Comer, who plays the villainous assassin character, is incredible. She's already won some awards for that show. This is now season three. Uh, but Laura Linney, yeah, Ozark is so good. And uh, I didn't really get to finish the show, but I started Ratched. And Sarah Paulson, who's always an incredible actress, uh, incredible role for that as well. So... This so far, I think, is the toughest category we've seen. Uh, it could go one of any way. I, Going I into Best Actor in a TV series drama, we have Jason Bateman, Ozark, Josh O'Connor, The Crown, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, Matthew Rise, Perry Mason, and Al Pacino in Hunters. Uh, which is, I mean, look at that. You know, a man who's been, you know, already won Academy Awards and he's been such an acclaimed actor. I love that we're seeing now such a huge draw for even big movie stars to want to do TV series because they're seeing that the quality on TV is just as good, if not better, than in films. And especially the format of having multiple episodes, you can really dive into a character that you can't always get the opportunity to do in a film. No, unless unless you've done sequels and stuff like that. But you're right. The TV format has dramatically changed um, the last... I would say the last 10 years, it's really mm -hmm. shifted, um, especially, I mean, with these big budget movies, uh, sorry, shows and others. But yeah, um, I have not seen this performance of his, but I've heard great things. Um, and of course, Ozark, Jason Bateman, like what a different turn for him as he's always done more of a, a comedic style role. This is definitely something different for him to to chew in the scenery. Well, of think it. of, a, you know, Bateman and Bob Odenkirk, you know, I've, I've not watched Better Call Saul, but... I mean, his work on Breaking Bad, two guys who are really more known for their comedy work. And here they are being nominated for Best Actor in a Drama. You know, it's pretty, yeah. pretty incredible. And Odenkirk has been playing this role now with, I mean, Better Call like, Saul. For like a more, decade, right? Yeah, for one like, more season, there's going to be, there'll be six seasons of Better Call Saul. They're coming in their final season now. And there was five seasons of Breaking Bad, but he came in on second season. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he's played this character for a long time. So... I would I would like to see him for this. Just he's put so much work into this character, but some again another tough contenders for the drama series for the actors. Now uh, talking about drama, we'll talk about the series. Of course, we mentioned some of these, and some 
uh, we haven't. Uh, of course, The Crown, another big contender. We have Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, Ozark, and Ratchet. Now, uh, this is uh, definitely going to be, you know, challenging. I think The Crown, you know, big contention here. Ozark, of course, you know, uh, within the last season's really got a big following and, and really have kicked it up a notch. Uh, but... You know, it's nice seeing Mandalorian here. Again, you know this from listening to our other episodes. We're a huge fan of that show. And for, for Disney Plus to get some get some love, I think, with them just starting launching their series with already a, a year has passed, I think that'd be great. I think I'd love to see, especially with Star Wars. You know, Star Wars, typically, you know, when it's gone to the you know movies, it hasn't got enough love, I think, in terms of, you know, um, editing, yes, and you know, sound work and cinematography, but, you know, not for, you know, the movies themselves. So I would, mm -hmm. I would love to see what happens if they get that. And, um, of course, Lovecraft, you got to, you've got to watch the show. No, I'm not, I've not seen it. Oh, it's on your queue as well. Uh, yeah. It's on my queue, but it's kind of exciting to think that Lovecraft country, the Mandalorian and ratchet are all very specific themed shows that, uh, you know, typically don't get noticed by nominations, you know, uh, we have some sci-fi here. We have some fantasy. You know, we have horror. Like uh, those kind of shows don't usually always get uh, noticed. So I'm kind of excited that uh, there's definitely been an awareness of not just the straight drama. It's kind of multiple elements going on. Well, moving into you know, of course, there's always the TV series, but then there's these one-offs. There's these anthology series or a limited time series or a movie. Uh, we have our best actors listed here for the anthology series, limited series, or TV movie. Ryan Cranston, Your Honor, Jeff Daniels, The Comey Rule, Hugh Grant, The Undoing, Mark Ruffalo, I Know This Much Is True, and Ethan Hawke, The Good Lord Bird. Uh, right there, you have five very prominent film actors. So uh, definitely, uh, I haven't seen any of these, so I have no neither, way to, neither to have I. <laughs> pass any kind of uh, knowledge, but uh, Definitely looks like uh, be fun to watch some of these because those are all great actors. And uh, uh, so who knows where that could go? That could go one of five ways. <laughs> and, yeah, and then same category of the anthology series, limited series or TV movie, but best actress. We've got Kate Blanchett, Mrs. America, Daisy Edgar Jones, Normal People, Shira Haas, Unorthodox, Nicole Kidman, The Undoing, and Anya Taylor-Joy, The Queen's Gambit. Now these, we, no, my, we, you know my vote. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Of course, we have so much love for the Queen's Gambit and Anya Taylor Joy. She has in the last, uh, I mean, this this past year was a big year for her. I mean, with this show and uh, New Mutants, and you know she's and Emma as well. Which and we'll Emma as well. About. Yeah. So there's a lot, a lot happening for her. It's a good year for her. Nicole Kidman. Oh, I'm a huge fan of her. I've heard great things about The Undoing, uh, which I, I definitely want to dig into. Um, but of course, Kate Blanchett. Oh my gosh, just. You know, can she do it's no hard? Wrong? It's hard. I've heard I've heard an orthodox is very good as well. So it's tough to kind of uh, pick and choose. But I, I am pulling for Anya just because I thought her performance at Queen's Gambit was really the show. Um, but going in here to best supporting actress in a series, limited series or TV movie, Gillian Anderson, The Crown, Helena Bonham Carter, The Crown, Julie Garner, Ozark, Annie Murphy, Shits Creek, there she is, and Cynthia Nixon and Ratched. Uh, always tough when they, you know, they kind of combine. So it's not, uh, we don't have a supporting actor just for comedy or for drama. It's all kind of combined. So it's tough. You got, you know, really four very dramatic roles. And then we have Annie Murphy holding up a little bit of comedy there. 
who knows? This is tough because, you know, purely from comedy aspects, I would give it to Andy Murphy. But uh, The Crown, some top-notch actresses, and uh, Julie Garner knows Ozark. In, in top-notch, I mean, yeah. Yeah, great actors, great actress there. So who knows? That could go anyway. Oh, anyway. yeah. It's going to be tough when you're going up against, you know, one of your co-stars or someone in the same series. But you, you hope for each other because it's like, hey, you know, we both we both give her all for the series. Now, you know, same category with Best Supporting Actor. We've got John Boyega, Small Axe, Brendan Gleeson, the Comey role, Dan Levy, Shit's Creek, Jim Parsons, Hollywood, and Donald Sutherland, The Undoing. Uh, this is this is challenging. We've got a nice little bit of generational gap. We've got some young uh, actors. We've got some uh, middle-aged actors. We've got some senior actors, you know, with Brendan Cleese and Donald Sutherland, which, you know, those guys have been fantastic, phenomenal actors. Um, of course, you know, with this one, we've got only Schitt's Creek is, you know, again, with the comedy aspect. But, uh, I mean, I've heard good things with Jim uh, Parsons and Hollywood. I heard, I heard Hollywood was pretty good. I have not watched it. Um, again, a very specific, you know, genre-themed show. Uh, I've not seen the other ones, but just off this list alone, I think Dan Levy is so phenomenal in Schitt's Creek and really is the funniest character on that show. So pulling for Dan, but uh, it could go again one of any way i mean again he he created the show and that character so he he i mean that's his you know his love child really this is always the hard part about the golden globes is that uh there's not really a huge list of like the technical elements it's really uh the films or the tv series themselves actors and actresses and then uh you know directors and i think screenwriting is about as far as it goes uh there's not much with everything else so uh but finishing up here best tv movie or limited series Normal People, The Queen's Gambit, Small Axe, The Undoing, and Orthodox. So just because of the, really because of the way it's been chatted up and how many people loved it, I really would hope The Queen's Gambit will win. I think it just was the the best TV series that came out last year, especially during the pandemic. It took everyone by surprise, a show that took years and years to finally get made. Uh, but I'm not seeing the other four, so it's hard for me to judge, but queen's gambit would be my guess and uh, yeah i'm sticking with the movies now we're going to go to the um actors and um for best supporting actor in motion picture we've got sasha baron cohen the trial of chicago seven daniel kaluuya judas and the black messiah jared leto the little things bill murray on the rocks and leslie odom jr one night miami now we've seen a couple of these i've, I've seen uh, about three of these ones but uh, this is going to be a bit of a challenge because each role is so, or each movie is just so different. And it's just, you know, how do you, you know, kind of, you know, decide. But, I mean, I, I had the pleasure. I enjoyed Bill Murray and On the Rocks. I thought it was a much more subtle performance than he's usually doing, especially for, you know, these are, all these movies have been, again, straight to streaming. So it, it's just very interesting to see, you know, this whole change that we've been talking about of bringing uh, these big motion pictures to the, you know, small screen into your living room. And it's just really redefined how we see movies and enjoy them. Yeah. I'd be curious to see, uh, haven't seen Judas and the black Messiah. Um, that comes out next week, I believe, uh, to HBO max and in theaters, but, uh, yeah, I've been wanting to watch on the rocks and one night in Miami just came out on Amazon prime. So, uh, tough choice here, really. I liked Sasha in The Trial of Chicago 7. Jared Leto was very creepy and uh, great in The Little Things. So uh, always tough when they have uh, quite a few good actors and good roles. 
moving on, best supporting actress in a motion picture. We have Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman, The Father, Jodie Foster, The Mauritanian, Amanda Seyfried, Mank, and Helena Zingle, News of the World. Um, of those so far, only seen Mank. Uh, and Amanda actually was great in that role. I thought she really handled the starlet who's kind of been trapped in the situation she is. And it was kind of good to see her not in the, like she still was a blonde, but she wasn't this ditzy college blonde. She was a really phenomenal uh, part. Uh, but I've heard some great things about these other movies. I know News of the World is supposed to be coming out on Netflix, I believe, February 10th, uh, which is the new Tom Hanks movie. So tough to see here as you know i haven't seen some of these and that's always a hard part i feel like i'm the kind of guy that like pre the oscars for example i like to see all the nominated films if i can to really make my choice so uh this is typically what happens with award season you have a lot of these late uh movies that are just coming out they hit the time period so i know most of these will be available on streaming which is you know a good thing so yeah, it could go uh, anyway really yeah uh, speaking of uh, going uh, anyway, we've got Best Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Sasha Baron Cohen, once again for Borat, Subsequent Movie Film. James Corden, The Prom. Lin-Manuel Miranda, Hamilton. Deb Patel, The Personal History of David Copperfield. And Andy Samberg, Palm Springs. Uh, again, such a, you know, interesting mix here. And of course, with, um, you know, Hamilton, that was, you know, this was a big push to bring you know, live theater to our home screens. And that was a big thing for Disney Plus that we're going to bring the original cast and have Hamilton for you to enjoy. And that was great for people like myself who typically aren't huge um, live, you know, production, you know, goers. And I've only had the privilege because I've gone to visit big cities like New York. So, and that was kind of different. But, you know, we've got, had the pleasure of seeing most of these. I haven't gotten to see the personal history of David Copperfield. Uh, that had come out. I haven't around. seen it either. My mom has, and she said it's great. But I heard Palm. You said Palm Springs was a lot of fun. Um, I do have a. I I have an issue with Hamilton being included at all, only because to me it's just a film version of the stage. It wasn't really like, it wasn't actually like a film. It was just like they had close up cameras, you know, recording a, a performance. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. So to me, it, it doesn't fit to me in actually like a movie. Uh, but, you know, when it's a musical or comedy, they have a very limited amount that you can nominate. So I'm not surprised, but I do not see Lynn uh, winning this at all. I would probably go uh, Andy Samberg or maybe Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, tough, though, with that one. Uh, but this one, I have a definite uh, hope for this. Uh, best actor in a motion picture drama. We have the late Chadwick Boseman, Rainey's Black Bottom. Riz Ahmed, The Sound of Metal, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mink, and Tahar Rahim, The Mauritanian. Uh, just off the ones that I've seen, I've only seen Mink and Mauritanian's Black Bottom. I've heard The Sound of Metal is amazing. Uh, so it's the one I want to check out with Riz Ahmed. I heard he's great as this uh, drummer. But uh, I, I really do hope Chadwick Boseman uh, is honored with this award for his phenomenal final performance in yeah. Mauritanian's Black Bottom. Yeah, I agree. If he if it wasn't on the list, I would go Gary Oldman just based on what I've seen alone. But yeah, I'm I'm really pulling for Chadwick Boseman for for posthumous world because I think it's well deserved. And for his last um his last feature film, it was it was all him. I mean, he was he was he was maybe not the title role, but he definitely definitely carried that film. 
immensely. And uh, yeah, I could not agree more. Um, now going to Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama, we've got Frances McDormand, Nomadland, Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman, Andrew Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday. Now, you know, this one, again, having only seen a few of these, uh, you know, it's it's tough to say. Um, I Viola Davis, you know, decent performance, but I don't think, you know, again, I think Chadwick kind of overshadowed her role as a little bit more, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, smaller take. But Carrie Mulligan, Promising Woman, I had the pleasure of seeing that recently. And uh, it's just, it was so different seeing her in something like this. And I thought she, like... It was a very poignant film that was very, you know, fitting to today. Um, but again, you know, you got a nice mix of fantastic performers here. Yeah, I've heard Frances McDormand's very good in Nomadland, so uh, be curious to check that out. I know that's coming to Hulu, I believe, this month. Uh, but I do want, I'm going to watch Promising Young Woman. I've heard Carrie Mulligan kills that uh, movie, so uh, definitely we'll have to wait and see. Moving into a musical or comedy here again best actress in the motion picture maria bakalova barat subsequent movie film which i'm very proud for her we really enjoyed her work uh next to sasha kate hudson music michelle pfeiffer french exit rosamund pike i care a lot and anya taylor joy in emma uh definitely a good mix here i liked anya and emma um queen's game was her better role but um of these of these right here uh, definitely, when we watched the Borat sequel, we both definitely agreed that probably the most endearing part of the film was not Sasha himself, he's always very funny, but was the actress who had to play his daughter and how convincing she was. And I'm glad that she's been nominated here as Best Actress, not Supporting. Uh, it'd be pretty cool if I can see her winning this because she was great in that. Yeah, I, I, I could agree more. Uh, now, one of my favorite categories going to do Best Director of Motion Picture. We've got David Fincher, Mank, Regina King, One Night in Miami, Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland, and Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman. Um, you know, uh, out of the, you know, out of these five, I've seen three of them. Um, and uh, we've got uh, two, you know, my favorite directors, Fincher and Sorkin. So it's a little challenging. I think Sorkin, I mean, he brings his A game, but... You know, Promising Woman, that was a um, directorial debut uh, for Fennel. Um, I haven't seen Nomadland, but uh, that and One Night Miami have heard great things. And what a cast for One Night Miami. So Regina King, she's really come a long way from just not just as an actress, but now, you know, getting behind the camera as well. So <laughs> it's also just exciting to see that we have two nominated female directors. Uh, it's taken you know, most of the time. It's barely maybe one. And we're seeing two in this category, which is pretty promising. So hopefully that uh, will move on into the Oscars race as well. Uh, moving on here to best motion picture, musical or comedy. We have Borat, subsequent movie film, Hamilton, music, Palm Springs, and The Prom. Um, of those, I've seen three of them. I do want to watch Palm Springs. I've heard that's a lot of fun. This could really could go any way. Um, you know, The Prom was a very fun big popcorn type movie uh i haven't seen music so i'm not really sure how this could go but amazing to think that you know borat years and years have gone by then all of a sudden bring out this sequel uh and it's it's getting all the love still with nominations so who knows who knows what could happen with with that one well on the flip side you get the most best motion picture for drama we have the father 
Mank, Nomadland, Promising Woman, and The Trial of Chicago 7. You know, looking at this list, though, Trial of Chicago 7, I'm not seeing the other ones, but the pacing of that film and the casting and the cinematography and the attention to detail and the dialogue, we were... It was really very good. Fun. Yeah, we, I really liked... Uh, uh, you know, Mank, Mank looks so cool with how... Uh, they visualized it all to look very like old black and white film, but it was a little slow. Uh, Trial of Chicago 7 really keeps the pace going. So I'll have to check out the other ones to kind of make my official uh, guess, but I'm not surprised by the nominations there. Moving on to screenplay, we have Emerald Fennel, Promised Young Woman, Jack Fincher, Mink, Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of Chicago 7, Florin Zeller and Christopher Hampton, The Father, and Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. Uh, Again, all the same nominations for best film there. Uh, the only thing I'm, you know, it's kind of neat was I did like the story of Mank being that uh, David Fincher's father, Jack, wrote the screenplay years and years ago. He has since passed, and this was kind of like a finally letting this movie happen, kind of like a love letter to his father's work. So I do kind of appreciate that. But of those five, just offhand, uh, I would not be surprised if Sorkin took this one because that script for Chicago seven was so tight and, you know, so much dialogue, so much information to get out. A lot of characters kept you invested. I would not be surprised if Sorkin took that. Yeah. And then going into music, which is always a fun category, best original score. We have the midnight sky tenant news of the world, Mank and soul. Um, this is a challenging one. I mean, I think especially with, you know, when you're up against Disney, always going to be a challenge. But, I mean, Tenet, I mean, the the films that Nolan does, the, the music is, the score is so uh, fantastically done. Although with this one, with it being so loud and stuff, it, you know, it's, it's a tough one. But um, you've got such a variety of great films here that um, this, this could go either way. But I wouldn't be surprised maybe if Soul takes this one. Yeah, Pixar could uh, come through. Uh, but. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, we move on to Best Original Song, Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah, Hear My Voice, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Io Sai Scene, The Life Ahead, Speak Now, One Night in Miami, and Tigris and Tweed, United States versus Billie Holiday. I have no say in this because I don't rem I've not seen four of these five films, and of the one that I have seen, I don't really remember the song. So uh, moving on, moving on. <laughs> moving on. All right, now I'm going to best foreign language film. Now, again, we're not familiar we with this. We won't know any of these yet. No, we've got the another round in Denmark, La Llorona in Guatemala, France, uh, The Life Ahead, Italy, Minari, USA, and Two of Us, France, in the United States. So again, not knowing these, um, we um, anyone's guessed here. And then finally, our last one here, Chris. Best animated feature film. Of course, we love this category. We have The Croods, A New Age, Onward, Over the Moon, Soul, and Wolf Walkers. I definitely feel that Pixar will take this for which one. I'm not sure. But I did hear great things of Over the Moon. And Wolf Walkers, which is on Apple TV+, Plus, I heard is really cool with the animation style. More kind of a 2D style. Um, but of those, of those movies, I mean... Soul was really, really powerful to me and really uh, enjoyable, especially for the year we had. But Onward was so visually uh, stunning with the mix of fantasy and modern, uh, you know, suburban life. And the story of the two brothers, it's tough. Uh, 
So uh, I, I would say Pixar is probably going to take uh, the category in some way, shape or form. Yeah. But again, anyone's guess, I mean, for us, we, I'm pretty proud of us. We've seen quite a few of these productions, so we definitely have a little bit of kind of insight into it. And of course, we've seen the body of work of a lot of these amazing performers. So we're excited to see what's going to happen, but we, we hope that, you know, you check it out and Hey, comment, let us know what you think your predictions are. I think we're going to have some fun and maybe Chris and I will decide we're going to like do a challenge and challenge each other and decide who we're going to vote for separately and then see, you know, who gets one. Maybe we'll do a bet. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I, I always love during this period of, of time before one of these award shows, uh, really trying to watch as many of the nominated films or performances that I can so that I have a fair kind of, you know, uh, idea of how I think it should go. But it's always, you know, up to the uh, voters that can vote. So uh, also be curious to see how they're going to do this ceremony, period. You know, this has been a weird, interesting time with seeing what shows can happen. Uh, you know, typically these Golden Globes or the Oscars are these huge, you know, theaters or ballrooms with everyone in there. They're obviously not going to do that this year. So I'm assuming it will all be virtual uh, kind of like how they did the Emmys a few months ago. Uh, so yeah, it'd be exciting to see uh, what happens in the Golden Globes. And then we know that eventually the Oscar nominations will happen later in the spring. And that's supposed to be on April. Uh, so we're all a little, it's all a little delayed right now because of COVID. Typically uh, the Golden Globes have already happened, uh, you know, so at least we have some nominations. We do have, you know, plenty of good things going on, both TV and movies. So we'll uh, be keeping up with all of this once it comes out. Uh, and we'll do a little coverage thing when we actually have the awards themselves. Yeah, looking forward to that. So keep staying tuned and we hope you continue to enjoy the content. We can continue bringing you here on the podcast on YouTube and keep following our social pages to find out what's in store for you guys. And also just wanted to make a quick note here. Uh, our second season of the Potential Podcast is officially launching March of this year. So we'll be back with full-length episodes on all things pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And we're going to have some fun guests along the way. So stay tuned. In March, we'll be back with our second season. And it's going to be a big one, folks. We're, we're planning some fun stuff. So yes, uh, stay are. tuned. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time here on the potential podcast. <laughs> did you just make that up yourself? I did. Okay. <laughs> There's something on the wing. Something. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Potential Podcast or on Twitter at the Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email the Potential Podcast at Yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.